You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, folks? Welcome to this week's very special episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats, episode 120. Hats, Tats, and Stats is a championship-caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York. However, this week we are based in the great lands of Alfred, New York for the third time in a row. This week, it's just me and Ling Ling, Corey Solera. We're riding solo this week. How are you feeling, Corey? This is going to be interesting, but I feel good. You feel good? I, th- I think this is going to be fun. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know how much we're going to talk. But <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be quick. You know, it's uh, we're reaching midterms and uh, spring break, and um, I got about just an under an hour to make it to my uh, football lift. Corey's got a class coming up here in a little bit, so we are we're gonna make this a quick one, you know. Um, so I kind of wanted to get talk about um, people from our hometowns uh, that made it big in sports, and honestly, the reason why this came to interest to me recently is because uh, someone from Buffalo, New York, uh, made the headlines as of yesterday, and that was Patrick Kane. So Patrick Kane was originally from Buffalo, New York. I forgot he was from Buffalo. Yeah, so he... Wow. And I, I wanted him to be traded to the Sabres, and uh, I know a bunch of Sabres fans um, aren't exactly too thrilled with what RGM did this trade deadline. Now, trade deadline ends tomorrow, so there's still time for another trade to be made, but a lot of the big names have um, gone, and we kind of ended up with... Nobody, but it's it's all right. I I trust where we're going. Um, we don't need to make playoffs this year. I would like to make playoffs, but we don't need to do it. But anyways, um, Patrick Kane is from Buffalo, New York, and he was recently traded to the New York Rangers. And if all goes well, he might he is a free agent by the end of the season, and he'll end up most likely resigning with them. Um, unless he wants to, like, spend the rest of his career in Buffalo, which would be relatively chill. Um, I feel like he's not going to want to do that, though. Yeah. But there's, uh, we, we've been kind of having this conversation lately because, uh, you know, there's some really good athletes that come out of, uh, Western New York and just the upstate New York region in general. I mean, um, another really famous athlete, um, from upstate New York will be fighting on Saturday. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, he's from Union Endicott. Union Endicott. So John John Bones Jones is from uh, Union Endicott, and that's like Binghamton area. It's close to yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's around that area. Um, and I know <laughs> that uh, I think he went to Syracuse as well, but his brother Chandler Jones definitely went to Syracuse. And has had a very successful career in the NFL, and he's known as one of the best fighters in the UFC. Um, he has one loss, but it was by disqualification. And uh, I mean, we talked about this all last week as well, yeah. or the week before. I I can't remember at this point. It's starting to blend together, but yeah, no, there's there's a lot of good athletes in this area. 
you know, we're not your Florida, Texas, or California um, who are producing ridiculous athletes uh, year in, year out. But, like, we're very loyal to the people that, like, make our state a decent athlete state. Um, I know that uh, Blaze Reardon came from your high school. Uh, For people who don't know who that name is, uh, he won MVP of the PLL, Premier Lacrosse League, um, I think a year ago or two years ago now. Um, But he's a goalie for the Chaos Lacrosse Club. Um, And you guys have a hell of a lacrosse program there. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with it, but I know my senior year, they... They made a run for the state for states, and they went to the state final and got killed by um I think it was Massawipa, Massawipi, <laughs> Massawipi. I don't know how it's, it's like Mass something, but it was a team from Long Island, and they got they just got killed. Um yeah, and I know like if we talking about hotbeds, um for like pro sports, you know how I said like California, Texas, um. Florida, but like if like you go into the lacrosse sphere, the lacrosse world, like our area is actually one of the biggest um, areas for recruiting lacrosse, um, especially Rochester um, into Syracuse area. Um, you can find a lot of guys in Long Island, um, New England, Connecticut area, uh, Maryland, and then of course you get all of the Canadians who play box. Um, but yeah, we got we have a decent amount. I know that um, you were saying that there was guys who were having had D one scholarships that didn't even get playing time um, from your high school. Yeah, this was like yeah, in like twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. We had a bunch of kids go to D one programs. Uh, we had a kid. I think there was a kid. One went to U Albany. I think a kid went. I honestly think a kid went to Virginia. Um, yeah, U Albany's got a decent squad over there too. And then another too. one, and then what well, I know of, another kid went to Ohio State, and he's doing well there. I'm not, I haven't really, I don't really follow lacrosse, but I'm pretty sure he's doing pretty well there. You would have been a nasty lacrosse player. Yeah, I wish I played lacrosse, but uh, <laughs> when I was in third grade, I didn't want to run. I thought lacrosse was running around all the field, and I'm too lazy to run up and down the field. Well, that's why I played goalie. <laughs> yeah, well, I, didn't realize, I, I didn't realize lacrosse wasn't a lot of running. If you play in a certain position, I yeah, no, nah. all running around the field. I was like, nah, those are just middies, yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah, we we let the skinny people and Nick do that. <laughs> I can't believe your brother was a midi. Oh, uh, I know you're telling me, and he's sweet at midi. Like he, the way he plays lacrosse, like when he gets, he's so much better when he um, dodges from up top, which is infuriating, because <laughs> he he is a very good attackman. I mean, I got to watch a lot of his career in both high school and college. Um, but I was I was kind of looking this up because um, I was having the normal um, cafeteria um, talk of, yeah, who's, who's from your area? Um, very famous Duke basketball player was actually from Buffalo. I got to look this up. Uh, I know another kid that went to, he's... Um... Kid that went to UMass first, Marquise Young. He he was probably the best player to come out of Fairport, like by far. And from when I was growing up, 
he went to UMass, had a pretty successful career there, and then it's just kind of tried to go from the NFL. And he's don't you know a guy now. that um, just played at Oregon recently? Oh, seven, seven McGee. Yeah, he's from yeah, he's from uh, oh, where's he from? He's some he's he's from Rochester, but yeah, he transferred to Cal transferred to California his freshman year, came back, gotcha for his junior and senior year, and then went to Oregon. No idea what happened, and now he's at Jackson State. So, um, the name that I was looking for, um, which I don't, I think you might find surprising, Christian Leitner. You recognize that name? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The Duke, the Duke, oh, he's the one that everyone hates. Yeah, everyone. Shot for the, the game win, the buzzer beater. He had a 30 for 30 called Everyone yeah. Hates Christian Leitner. Yeah. Um, He's he's li- he's known as like just a absolute douche canoe. Yeah, it's like um, the Grayson Allen now. Yeah, it, no, literally, that's exactly what it was, and he, I think he tweeted about it too. He was like, "Thanks, thank you for um, him to take some heat off <laughs> of being the most hated athlete ever." Um, for those who live in Buffalo, uh, it's not surprising where he actually went to high school. Uh, he went to Nichols, uh, which is very uh, it's rich it's got a lot of money where do you go uh nickels it's north buffalo um it's right near the zoo in delaware park um and it's where you find uh, a decent amount of the more um wealthy uh people in buffalo but he was from angola um and then he went to nickels um and then ended up going to Duke, which is honestly hilarious because, like, yeah, I could see the correlation between going to Nichols and then going to Duke after and then becoming one of the most hated athletes ever because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, another name that, like, I definitely knew growing up and, like, I followed just because I played UFC 2010 on freaking Xbox 360. The stupidest reason why I knew this guy existed, but it's that's when I started getting in the UFC as well. Um, but Rashad Evans is from Niagara Falls. Who's Rashad Evans? You don't know uh, Rashad Evans. That's that's his picture right there. Um, he actually was light heavyweight champion in 2008. Um, so... He was at one point the top of the UFC. Um, a very good fighter. I do. I do v- vividly remember. Um, I remember when he won that, and it was it was definitely a big deal. Um, but yeah, uh, other names that kind of went around was Joe Messi. Um, he was a a boxer. Um, I think that one was a little bit. Before my time, uh, he ended up retiring in 2007. So by that time, I was six. Um, another one was Joe Taylor, who was also a boxer. Um, and then, like I said before, Patrick Kane. Um, Patrick Kane has a little bit of controversy surrounding him, um, especially being a Buffalonian. Like, there's just not great stories about him while he was in Buffalo stories um like him when he got into a fight with the cab just, the cab driver 
Didn't he get in a fight with a bouncer too? He got in a fight with a bouncer. Um, he had sexual allegations against him as well. Um, I he actually ended up uh, moving, like so he moved uh, to Detroit when he was in middle school um, to get more competition for hockey, which honestly is kind of like. Kind of the way, like, the big Buffalo athletes have gone. Because I know if you're talking about, like, famous, famous Buffalo athletes, another one that's really big would be um, Rob Gronkowski. uh, Because he was from the Buffalo area. But he ended up um, transferring to a school in Pennsylvania when he was a senior. Um, And then that's where he ended up getting looked at. By Division One schools. That's why a lot, um, a lot of kids now, you see a lot of kids from like high school that go into Texas and California. Exactly, they get yeah. A lot more exposure out there than they will ever in New York. Well, and and like like I said, like there is a lot of um, exposure for lacrosse, but even sometimes the best lacrosse players uh, don't even stay within New York. Sometimes they go up to Canada um, and yeah. play in those box leagues and play junior. Um, a name that I'm looking down a list right now. A name that's not on here, um, that I th- this one's a little bit more obscure. You probably won't recognize it, but Mark um, Anderson. Um, so Mark Anderson started his Olympic career in the 2008 Beijing Olympics. Um, he was on the men's volleyball team. Um, and he, I think he competed all the way up through 2020. I don't know if he's still on the team, but he ended up captain for the 2020, well, kind of 2021 Olympics. Um, and my dad was actually his guidance counselor. So that, that's my connection. Um, he was six, seven, ended up going to Penn state playing D one volleyball. And honestly, like, he was probably the reason why I actually watched men's volleyball for Summer Olympics because sometimes you just need an excuse to watch some sports for Summer Olympics. And I got to tell you, he was damn good. He was one of the best best people on the court. So, like, that was super cool to see, like, like someone that my, like, dad knew actually doing it, doing well not only on the big stage but the world stage and, like, trying to make it big. I don't know if they ever won gold. I think they might have come close a couple of times. I never followed volleyball. In yeah. Olympics. I only really watched track and field and basketball. Beach volleyball. Yeah. Women's beach volleyball is fun. Um, Honestly, just watching beach volleyball is fun. I mean, gymnastics is always, like, um, watching Gabby Douglas Oh, some of the stuff they do is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, I can't. I can't fathom that. The flexibility, the balance they got, it, it, it's not. No, I can barely stretch out after working out, and then <laughs> yeah, I see I'm the, I'm them the see them doing that, and it's just like I can't fathom moving my body like that. That's ridiculous. No, my body would not. Um, that. And then, like the last one that I can really think of would be James Starks. Now, James Starks also, uh, as a Niagara Falls um, person, he went to UB, uh, did really well at UB. Um, Yeah, he won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Um, Brandon Oliver also came from UB, but I don't know if he's from Buffalo. 
but he was the running back for the Chargers before Melvin Gordon. Um, but James Stark, James Starks is definitely a Buffalo guy, um, and he won he won a Super Bowl, so he's got a ring. Um, and then the last one that I said that was the last one, but I actually got one more. The last one that I like really really know, and that's because it was basically engraved ever since I went to high school, was the only guy from our high school that really made it big was Don Majikowski. Um, So Don Majikowski was also a Packer. Um, He was the quarterback for the Packers before Brett Favre. Um, And he was pretty decent there. And then he ended up playing with the Colts. I think he had one season with the Ravens. But he was also the quarterback... I want to say he was a quarterback for the Colts before Harbaugh or after Harbaugh. I just don't I don't remember where that lines up. But yeah, so like um we were always told about the great 82 team um from DPU and that had um Don Majikowski on it and um uh, he has we have his jersey somewhere. Um hung up, signed, um, and you know you made it big when you make it on the Applebee's, uh, wall, <laughs> so, like, you know, I we, wanted to be on so, wall when I was a yeah, kid. so, like, there's a picture of him on the Applebee's wall, making it big, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that you want, you know, in life, if you make it on the Applebee's wall, you know you won, um, but, yeah, no, so, like, those are the people I recognize from Buffalo, um, some really interesting characters. I mean, when you talk about the best two people to come out of, like, Buffalo, New York, and they're Patrick Kane and Rob Gronkowski, like, <laughs> you're picking two two of the biggest personalities in two different sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, is, he, he's, he's definitely a character. And his, uh, his parents own um, a gym, um, G&G Fitness, in Buffalo, I ended up actually getting my chalk from there and a couple like uh, plates. Um, yeah, the whole family's like now in there. It's like yeah. it's all fitness. Uh, now. Kane's family. So um, his father is a judge in Buffalo. Um, but yeah. All right. Any more Rochester people you got? Um. There's Jameer Jones. Jameer Jones. He went, to, I don't know where he's from, but he, he's from Rochester, but I don't know, like, what school he went, but originally went to, he went to Aquinas and was on that, do you remember that 2016 team from Aquinas? Um, not really. But, yeah. I, I, I don't think I was really paying attention during that era. I, I recognized the 2013 team. Um, because that's when my brother was, uh, he was when was when yeah. he he was playing, and I knew they were they were doing really well, um, and was was going pretty far around the same time that we were. Yeah, so he had they that twenty sixteen team went I think undefeated in the regular season, then went to the state. I remember going because my buddy's brother was on this team. He they ended up going to the finals, and beat Saratoga Springs sixty to seven. Yeah. Um bad. But that that team was good. Like they had he was good, so now Jameer Jones, he's now 
He went to Notre Dame, played with his brother for a couple of years. Now he's bounced around in the NFL from he went from the Steelers to the Rams to the Jags, and now I think he's back, and I think he like got like an official contract with the Steelers. Hell yeah! So there, he's there, and then another um, another kid from that team, Jake Zenbeck, extremely good quarterback. He never really made it out of college because uh, he had some season-ending injury, but he was a really good QB coming out of there. He went to Penn State, was on the team for a couple of years, and then just had to end up hanging the cleats up. I think of some some shoulder injury. I'm not 100% sure. You know, it's, kind of, it's kind of crazy how, yeah. like, um, you look – you look at that, and, like, I remember just idolizing uh, people like Kane and people like um, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, another one that's coming to my mind is Patrick Coletta, um, who also who played for the Sabres. Um, he was a local guy, and uh, he didn't really do much other than fight, but he was very beloved by all the Sabres fans. Um, but I just, I, I just remember absolutely idolizing all those guys growing up. Um, but yeah, you know. So moving on to, um, a new topic. Uh, this gets brought up almost every single year, uh, when there's a non-NFL league that's playing. Um, but the, the idea is that the, at the end of, uh, this XFL season or USFL season, that champion should play the worst NFL team of that season, which would probably be the Bears or the Texans. It would be it, it would be the Bears because they had the first pick. They had the worst record. Um, do you think that this is a a game that people would want to watch? And do you think how do you think the Bears would handle? <laughs> I honestly have no clue because, like, if you if this were to happen, like, what if this were to happen? What like what would the XFL team gain from this? Like would they like replace that that NFL team or like is there a so one like yeah so like the I, the idea would be that if the XFL team won, they would get promoted to the NFL, and uh, and, that's how and they do then expansion. and then well no the team that would lose oh, will go, go down to the XFL. I mean that's the I, I mean I like I like the idea. It, it would be a good like, idea, but I just don't think it would ever happen. No, I think the bad. NFL is at a a different caliber than any other football. Um, and I think although the Bears are that bad, uh, I don't see XFL defenses stopping Justin Fields. No, I don't. I don't NFL, care. I don't care how bad the Bears' offense is. You're not stopping Justin Fields with an XFL defense. No, because you're taking you literally have the best players in the NFL, and then it's the kids, the guys that are in the XFL are the guys that aren't good enough to be on NFL teams. Now, and the only way I see this actually happening is if it was a similar situation uh, to the first USFL or the AFL, where you start to s- steal some guys from. NCAA that actually like means something that are actually good like when uh, Jim Kelly decided not to go play for the Bills he went to Houston Gamblers mm. um, I believe Herschel Walker was also another guy that so. uh, went to the USFL um, but they were getting actual talent um, 
and stealing it from the NFL. And I don't think we'll see something like this until something like that happens. Um, and I honestly don't believe the XFL or USFL is trying to compete with the NFL. No, I don't think there's any league that's trying to compete with the NFL. The NFL's got way too much money, too much supporting cast behind it. Why yeah. try to go up against it? Um, and that's the reason why they're both playing in the spring right now. Um, and the interesting, interesting point is that week one, uh, XFL actually saw some decent ratings and decent attendance. Ratings and attendance for week two went down f- by half. Went down 50%. So the XFL? XFL. So... What was the jump up between... So it's mostly people that are like, all right, well, NFL's over. Might as well watch XFL. But, like, there is something to be said about, like, actually having a break from your season and, like, relaxing a bit. And honestly, if you think about it, even the summer league for like NBA is not immediately after the NBA season's over. Uh, you need you need a little bit of break um, in between seasons to retain viewership because you're going to see a lot of oversaturation in the market. Um, which, weirdly enough, like if you're going to relate it to something kind of like what the MCU is right now, where you're seeing too, too much superhero movies. So people are starting to lose interest. It, I will. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just like, um, there's too much football going on right now. And if you're not part of watching NCAA football or watching NFL football, and those are the big two. Um, and these are new leagues that are trying to prove it's themselves. Like, I actually have not watched any XFL this year. I've watched highlights, and I've watched it in the past, but, like, there's some things that are a little bit more important to my Saturdays right now, like cleaning my room or, like, doing homework. Like, I don't find myself making making my way to the TV just to watch football um, in a season that's not, like... Uh, I've been actually watching college basketball more often as of right now. I've been watching hockey more. College basketball is about to get interesting too. I love this because March, March Madness is oh, going yeah. on. I'm so excited for the tournament. I love this time of year because the Super Bowl ends, and obviously that's like the pinnacle of the football season. Um, but right after is when NBA starts getting good, college basketball starts getting good, NHL starts getting really good. And then you get things like college across coming back in. And then March happens. So that's like all of February. March starts. And then it's really peak NHL, peak NBA, March Madness. And the yeah, best yeah, part. Peak NBA isn't until like April. April, yeah. April? yeah. yeah. Well, end, of, end of March, beginning of April. Is like but the best, the best part is that like we'll be. The best part of our, my friend group is like in our friend group is March because you'll you and Clayton will be watching oh we'll be watching you'll be wrestling, watching the wrestling, wrestling tournament yeah. yeah and then Those are fun. we'll have March Madness going on in the common room and then I'll have the hockey tournament going on in my room and I'm I just bounce around all three rooms and just watch all the great stuff that's going on 
um, and it's super fun. Um, but I just want to go back to this XFL thing real quick. So this has actually happened before. Surprisingly, there was about a 20, 20 to 30 year span where college all-stars would play the former Super Bowl champion in the first game of the preseason. So instead of the Hall of Fame game... That was a thing? Yes, it was a thing. And the crazy part about it, the Super Bowl champion didn't win every time. So... What? Yes, let me me pull it up here. So, um, college all-stars versus... NFL. So there was 42 of these games. So it's been that long ago that we didn't remember, but there's been 42 college all-stars versus the Super Bowl champions. Um, And this was, this literally was a game played every single year. So uh, first game happened in 1934 uh, it was zero zero between the Bears and the College All Stars. Um, times that the All Stars won would be thirty seven against the Green Bay Packers, thirty eight against Washington. Um, they won in forty three against Washington. They won in forty six and forty seven. Won against the Rams. Won against the Bears. They won in fifty against the Eagles because the Eagles suck. Yeah. Um, they won in 55 against the Browns, won in 58 against the Lions. So this is pre, I said Super Bowl, but this is pre-Super Bowl era. And then we start to get into that actual Super Bowl era, and that's when it starts to take a turn. So... <laughs> and that's just where the game starts to change. Yeah, the so like, so like, what, the first Super Bowl was... 60? 63, something like that. I don't know the exact year. Um, but you start you start to see the turn of events, and then, yep, so it was 60, 68 uh, was the first Super Bowl versus College All-Star, and the Packers beat uh, the College All-Star, and then New York Jets beat the College All-Stars. And from then on, it was, it was just... Blood bath. Blood I don't even know. I'm like looking at these scores and they seem pretty close. Um so like I think I think it's a possibility. Uh, and the best part about all of this is the records. So Green Bay went six and two against the college all stars. The Bears went five one and one. The Browns went three and one. Lions went two one and one. The Colts, Baltimore Colts, were three and zero. Eagles were two and one. Giants two and zero. Steelers two and zero. Rams one and one. Washington was zero and two. How embarrassing! They never won a game against the College All Stars after winning an NFL championship. It just sounds like that. Um, Chicago Cardinals, which no longer exist. Well, I guess they do. Yeah, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Jets, Chiefs, uh, Dallas, and Miami all have one win, um, which is so. This concept is not one that is 
crazy. Like this has actually happened before and it went on for 42 years. Um, but I think we've we've entered a different era of football. No, no <laughs> we, way. We've entered a different no. era of football starting in 1978, all right? It, we don't live in the 70s anymore. We don't live in the 60s. There is difference between an NFL offensive lineman and a college all-star. Like, yeah, they might be roughly around the same body type, but you're talking about a guy who's 6'7", 320, and has been training to be a professional athlete for his, for his whole life and has been in the league for like six years doing it at a professional yeah, level just... and then going against a college kid who has who the, also has been... is probably like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Then when you get the rare cases, the kids are like so you're, 26. Yeah, so like, you're going to get you're going to get a 20, 21 year old Going against like a twenty-eight-year-old, uh, going against a dude who's thirty-year-old has two kids, yeah. and can probably bench your fucking car. Yeah. Like <laughs> this definitely can't come back. There's, no, there's no way. the kids would get killed. Um, but that brings up the point of the XFL because the XFL is not college. So no. I mean, you got guys like Josh Gordon playing. You got Ben DiNucci in there. He's doing well. Yeah, uh, AJ well, AJ McCarron. Um, I don't see it happening. Uh, like you're talking about a team with Ben DiNucci as a starter going up against the Bears. Now Ben DiNucci does have NFL wins, but he also had he he also had the Cowboys coaching staff. He had Zach Martin blocking for him. Um, like this. This is a situation I don't see going well until they start stealing some talent from the NFL. That's only going to happen if they get enough money to do that. And, well, yeah, enough money. And there was an interesting point brought up when the AAF was a thing. When the AAF was trying to become this um, spring league for the NFL, uh, hopefully a farm system, there was rumors of Trevor Lawrence maybe possibly ending his college career short, going to the AAF to get paid because this was before NIL deals. So this and that's how I could see maybe some of this working. Um, it's all about marketing strategies. It's about getting guys who aren't in the NFL, the best players who are not in the NFL, and some of those guys are NCAA guys at the moment. And the other thing that I saw recently was how to market the XFL to these guys. A.J. McCarron, for example, said, I just wanted to do it to play. He was like, I can be a backup quarterback for the rest of my career, but my kids wanted to see me play one more time. He turned down a bunch of money just so he could Exactly. So kids can watch him play. And I think that's that's how you're going to have to start getting players at the moment is trying to encourage hey, playing time. It's the same way they pitch D3 instead of D1. Yeah. You're going to get you're going to get playing time here. You're going to get opportunities that you're not going to get and maybe there's a possibility that you can go to a higher level after. And last last thing I'll say about the XFL, 
Um, I know the USFL is coming back uh, soon, and I don't think we really had two uh, spring football leagues going at the same time. Last year was just, what, the USFL? Well, yeah, so in the year prior was XFL, and XFL was going really well until COVID hit, um, and then USFL decided to come back, and then XFL decided to come back again for a third time. Um, And something that I think would be really interesting I think might be a possibility in the future if if it happens is seeing these two leagues merge because honestly I don't think there is room for two leagues at this moment I think there is definitely a market right now I don't know if necessarily like ratings market but there's a market for these players to play like these players need an avenue to make it to the NFL um and not just do college football. And I think the XFL and USFL are doing that, um, but I don't think there's room for two leagues. Um, and I think we might see a XFL-USFL Super Bowl, obviously not this year, but maybe in the future, or these teams um, end up merging, these leagues end up merging in the future. So that's something to think about. But the one, the, uh, So the question I basically have is, if the XFL and the USL continue to do well and they do decide to keep two leagues, do you think those two leagues are going to turn into like farming systems for the NFL, kind of like I NHL would, does? I would hope so. Like USFL is kind of like the lower level. Here's the, the issue: is we've like middle. We've been doing this for four, four to five years now with XFL, USFL, AAF. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of leagues that have tried to do this, and like I said, there is a market for these players. The issue is trying to do it well. And we have not seen a league go more than two seasons yet. Yeah. USFL is finally doing it. They're this they're doing their, this is their sec this is this is their second season. Yeah. And like it all looks good. Hopefully it does go well, but right now the it, the concern is that oversaturation and there's a little bit of a dull in attendance. And ratings, hopefully that can get changed. But like in all reality, if we think about it, who's who's really watching AHL hockey? Who's really watching Triple A baseball? That's true. Not, I, not I, a lot of and I think I think they're just they're trying to push it a little bit too much to these major markets like on um, NBC or like ESPN. Yeah, they gotta start they, smaller. I think they need a smart a little bit yeah start a little bit smaller. We don't need major contracts for these guys. Um, they, should, they honestly just need to build a following. And they build, exactly build that, build that following, and then once you have that solid following, the people will keep following them, and then they'll bring other people on with them. And be like, oh, this league is actually really cool to watch. You just sit down and watch a game. It's yeah, like, it's just they should just do smaller markets. Well, like, first. and and that's that's the thing is like I'm I will never probably make my way out to watch a Buffalo Bisons game on TV no. in my life. Mm-mm. Like I don't think that will ever happen. I've seen a couple games live just because hey, I got free tickets, so I guess I'm going to a baseball game. But I don't find myself making it out to watch it by myself. Now, I have found myself watching Rochester American games. Those are fun. Occasionally, those, and the, the only reason, really fun. 
the only reason why I have found myself doing that is because they made the playoffs and the Sabres didn't. And I would be watching, I would watch it because I see these guys, these are the guys that will be the future of the Sabres. And I like, I like to watch them hopefully do well. And maybe it's a glimpse of the future. Um, And I'll watch it if they make playoffs and that's about it. But other than that, I won't find myself actually tuning in uh, to a Rochester American game. Now, I do follow them on Twitter. I get highlight updates because I want to see those guys, and I think that the XFL and USFL will start to benefit greatly if they do become a farm system because if I have a team that's tied to the Bills, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be following them. And I guarantee if you had a team that was tied to the Eagles – you would be watching that. Yeah, no, I would because I'd want to see where or how it would end up and like how the future would go and see what kind of talent we have. It's like, um, I mean, we had Duke Williams on our roster a couple years ago, and he was a CFL guy. Oh, um, he was the guy that completely ran over the guy yes, that was going, come yeah. here. <laughs> yep, uh, and I, I really liked him, and honestly – he would be a really cool guy to keep in like a farm system, um, and I I would get to watch him when the Bills aren't playing. Um, honestly, I think there's a lot of guys who we've cut in the past where I'm like, well, he didn't really fit on a roster because he's not as good as the rest of the guys. But damn, man, I did like watching him play. Um, like Christian Wade, who was the UK guy um, who played running back for us but he was nothing more than a preseason guy. Yeah. Or um, a lot of our receivers, uh, like Isaiah Hodgins, like, is tearing it up for the Giants right now. And he was a Buffalo Bill, but he was on the practice squad. And, you know, I would have I loved to see him play, like, on a farm team. And maybe if he got game reps instead of practice reps, it would have been more apparent to pull him up to the Buffalo game day roster. So, got anything else? We got to end this one shortly. No, I got anything else. All right, well, that'll do it here in Alfred, New York. Go Bills.